L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. Have you been thinking about LASIK but not sure if you're a candidate? Just go to LASIK.com slash quiz and take our free candidacy quiz. In just a few minutes, you'll know if LASIK is likely right for you. And if it is, we'll connect you with experienced LASIK doctors in your area. Start your journey towards 2020 vision. Take our free candidacy quiz at LASIK.com slash quiz. Yeah, LASIK.com. Easy to remember, so you know where to start. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. Welcome to the Hornets Hivecast, presented by Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates, the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. Here's your host, Sam Farber. Welcome to another edition of the Hornets Hivecast, your Hornets podcast with all the notes, quotes, and daily buzz around your favorite NBA team. I'm Sam Farber, and it is a pleasure and a privilege to have you with us here once again on the Hornets Hivecast, brought to you by Senta, Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates, the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. Time for another player profile edition of the HHC. It is Thursday, also known as Thor's Day, perfect day to have our discussion about JT Thor, Rookie out of Auburn, first season with the Hornets, had some huge moments. His first bucket is about as memorable as you can have in the NBA. We'll talk about it. We'll talk about his season with him, and we'll discuss the future as well. Helping me on today's podcast, my producer on the Hornets Radio Network, as well as the producer of this fine podcast, Rob Lago, here with us once again on the HHC. And Rob, JT Thor, like all the rookies really this year, very limited minutes but those he played he was probably as explosive as any player on the team in this rookie class and that's including James Booknight who had a 20 plus point performance that was needed to get a win over the Kings so I don't know that you could point to any one particular game JT Thor played in and say well without JT Thor playing the Hornets don't win this one the way you can with Booknight but in terms of most memorable moments, that dunk on Drummond that he had in the game against Philadelphia, that's about as big as you can get. And he had several moments like that over the course of the season. Yeah, he was great. And when you take a look at what he was able to do this year, I mean, 33 games played, had a lot of impactful moments, especially during that stretch there in December, a couple times in February as well, where the team just was a little bit thinner just because of health and safety protocols, injuries, whatever you want to account that to. But when you take a look at what he was able to do there, out on the floor but when he played 20 or more minutes team was two and one so I mean I think that's a little bit of a testament just to show that you know he has that talent he has that capability because I don't think we really knew what to expect from JT coming into the season second round pick Hornets were able to move up and select him in the draft and come over in that acquisition along with Mason Plumlee as well and they were able to send a later draft pick as well as Detroit was just trying to clean some salary off the books I suppose when they were making that trade but JT Thor just super explosive super athletic still very very raw, of course. So I'm really excited to see what we could see from him moving forward. But I thought this season was a really good base for JT Thor because between the G League and the big league club here with the Hornets, playing 40 games, I think for a second round pick, that's pretty significant. Clearly talented, clearly gifted. I want to avoid, though, being prisoner to what 
he was able to achieve compared to expectations. Expectations for JT Thor coming into this season were relatively low in terms of how much time he would get on the floor. It's a squad that was starting to mature, had some big goals. JT Thor, I think, was the youngest member of his draft class, a very raw talent, and someone we really expected to see a lot of in the G League. To his credit, he got into some games fairly early in the season and was able to make the most of them, particularly when he had that contest, those back-to-back games against Philadelphia. He had a stretch there where he played five games of 10 minutes or more. That happened again later on in the season in mid-February, where again, injuries were starting to build up. This is around the time Gordon Hayward went down, and again, JT Thor got a couple of opportunities, six games in a row of 10 or more minutes. Quite frankly, the team didn't perform that well. They were one in five, but some tough games and some tough circumstances. Generally speaking, I like what we saw from JT Thor, and there's a lot of teasers for what he could become, but his minutes per game and his production, somewhat similar to what we saw from Jalen McDaniels, his rookie season. Limited opportunities coming up and down between the G League, and so when you compare his numbers to, say, a James Booknight, who we'll talk about later on in this series of podcasts, Booknight was more explosive, did exhibit more scoring, did have that big 20-point game. So I think looking towards the future, and we'll talk about it more in depth later on JT Thor, the explosive plays are there. The talent is there. The question's going to be, how big of a step does JT Thor take this summer to try and grab on to one of these jobs? Because the roster's likely to shift somewhat from the time we're sitting here recording this to the time next season begins. But I don't know that it's going to open up just for JT Thor to be given a job. He's going to have to go take it the way Cody Martin and the way Jalen McDaniels did last preseason. Absolutely. I mean, when you take a look at what the roster looks like at this point in time, at this very moment, the front court is pretty crowded. It's pretty crowded. It is what it is. So, you know, kind of like you mentioned, like Cody Martin, like Jalen McDaniels, he's going to have to go out there and force someone's hand to say, I need to be out there on the floor. I can make an impact. I'm ready to take this step. And the other thing, too, is and we'll talk about his potential here, of course, in a couple minutes, but, you know, he's not even 20 yet. He doesn't turn 20 until the end of August. So, you know, he's very young. He's very raw. I'm just very excited to see where he's able to go and what that next step is to because I mean you know with his athleticism and his wingspan and I'm sure I've told this story a million times but I'm going to tell it one more time because why not I mean when he came in after getting drafted by the Hornets when he came into our studio I'm pretty sure he was outside when he was shaking my hand because his arms are that long so he is just crazy athletic super tall can move really quickly would love to see him get you know a little bit more muscle on the bone a little bit too there of course get a little bit stronger which I'm sure is a goal of his in the offseason for the next couple of months as well but yeah, I'm really excited for JT Thor. Can't understate that enough. His physical gifts are unique to say the least. And he sat down with us again recently after the season. We'll have that conversation for you next. JT Thor joins me after this quick break here on the Hornets Hivecast. I'm not anti-aging. I'm pro-looking my best. Getting cosmetic surgery at Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates has me looking young again and filled with the confidence I need to take on the day. From Botox to rhinoplasty to facelifts, Senta offers facial plastic surgery from specially trained eye and ENT doctors who are familiar with how all parts of the face work. Feel like you once did. Schedule your appointment today at ceenta.com slash appointments. Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates. It just makes sense. Now we Welcome JT Thor back to the Hornets Hivecast. JT, thanks for joining us today. Appreciate you guys. JT, how do you feel this season went for you growth-wise? I feel like I did great. Um, I feel like I've been steadily improving since the season started. And now that it's over, it just happened so quick. But I'm, I'm really eager to start the, start the work now, so I can't wait. 
you're the youngest player, I believe, on the team. I think you're still 19 years old as we sit here recording this. What kind of potential do you feel you have in terms of types of players you want to emulate now that you've spent a year in the NBA? I'm really just focusing on the best player that I can be. I feel like if I can reach that, then it's, it's going to be a solid product, a very great product. And that's what I'm hanging on. Just trying to be the best version of JT Thor. With players like you that are they're so young, sometimes it's just one moment that gets fans dreaming of what might be possible for you. You had several of those, either making threes in NBA games or your first NBA points were pretty spectacular. What was the moment for you that is your your play of the year? Oh, yeah, I'll say that that first dunk. It just it just speaks for itself. And that dunk, that's what really like, dang, like wow. I can't even explain it right now to you. So it's just like, that was my moment. When we talked preseason, I don't know if I asked you this question, but did you have a thought in your mind what your first NBA points would look like and how did your first ones actually measure up? Nah, I actually thought about that one time in the summer. I think I was like, I'm probably going to get free throws or get fouled or something like that. Like thinking like theoretically, but it was that. It was that ghost cut dunk from Gordon. So it was pretty cool. Book night to Gordon Hayward. He'll slash into the rim. Pass to the baseline runner as JT Thor up for the left-handed Thunderbolt plus the foul. Welcome to the NBA. JT Thor and Kelly Oubre's taking a victory lap for him. Shakes his hand and says, hey, now that is a first bucket in the NBA. It was an incredible play, one of many incredible moments for this team this year. Your rookie season, but I'm sure, you know, following the NBA for a while, you've been aware of trend lines for different franchises, and the Hornets are certainly trending up. Where do you think the potential is for this team in terms of where they go next, having finally gotten back above 500 this year? Um, I feel like just each year is going to be a steady grind to keep improving, um, and I feel like that's what we're going to do. I feel like we're going to make some noise and the playoffs in the future. That is my mindset coming into this summer and moving forward with the organization. The excitement around a lot of the young guys on this team is just how much potential you have in those moments that we've seen and the kind of numbers you've put forth in the G League. The challenge, though, is it's a pretty deep roster already. I mean, obviously, every team is going to have the roster churn that comes with just the NBA season. But look at this young squad. There's a lot of guys that are establishing themselves or have established themselves. It's never easy to crack into those rotations. What are the areas you want to focus on the most to make that conversation as difficult on the coaches and as obvious as possible that you're ready for that next step? I would say just keep being curious, keep working on my body, keep working on my strength, and just working on being versatile on the defensive end. I feel like if I add that to the team, we can be something. JT Thor, our guest today here on the Hornets Hivecast, we know what your moment of the year was. Outside of yourself for the team, for all the plays that you saw, what was the play of the year for the Charlotte Hornets? I'll probably say when uh, Amelo hit that Hit that game time shot versus the Bucks. That was pretty crazy. And I remember that game. You had just come back and rejoined the team. You were giving me tips on how to handle cold weather with your Anchorage roots and me freezing my tail off in Milwaukee. Getting back and seeing this team compete against the defending champs, take them down to the wire, LaMelo going shot for shot with Giannis Antetokounmpo. What kind of inspiration does that give you or, or thoughts on what the future might hold knowing that you can play with anyone in the NBA? I'll say just getting my feet wet, just guarding Giannis for a couple possessions, just things like that makes you feel like I can get to that level. I, I just got to get way stronger, a lot stronger, but I can get there. Finally, it's been 20 years since there have been back-to-back winning seasons for the Hornets, so not in your entire lifetime have there been back-to-back winning seasons for Charlotte. How confident are you 
that that streak will come to a close. I know you've got bigger goals and the squad has bigger goals than 42 wins, but your confidence that that slump that has lasted again your entire lifetime will be done after next year. Uh, extremely confident. I feel like if we just keep using this growth mindset and keep trying to elevate everybody's game individually, when we all come together, start each training camps, I feel like we're only going to see up. Well, JT, you've set the bar very high for yourself. I think you've got to dunk on Andre Drummond or someone of his like every game for us to be impressed anymore. But, but you're very impressive this year. We appreciate your time today and all through the season. Have a great summer. Appreciate you. Charlotte, North Carolina, the Legends of the Streets Tour is coming. Saturday, June 11th at the Spectrum Arena with the Snowman. And with this show, history will be made. Because for the first time ever on the same stage, Gucci Man. And also coming through to shut it down. Two chains. I'm riding around, I'm getting it. I'm riding around. Get ready to go crazy for John Rule. And always representing for the baddest chicks, Trina. So big like the sun. And DJ Iceberg. The Legends of the Streets Tour. Saturday, June 11th at the Spectrum Arena. With Jeezy, Gucci Man, 2 Chainz, Ja Rule, Trina, and DJ Iceberg. Tickets on sale now online at Ticketmaster.com. Or the box office brought to you by We Are Live Entertainment. Our thanks again to JT Thor for joining us today here on the Hornets Hivecast. Sam Farber, Rob Longo back here with you. And Rob, you just can't deny it. His first points were so big and unique. The way he dunked on Andre Drummond, it was as impactful and impressive an opening bucket. I just want you to play it over and over again here on the podcast. I mean, asking you shall receive. Book night to Gordon Hayward. He'll slash into the rim. Pass to the baseline runner as JT Thor up for the left-handed Thunderbolt plus the foul. Welcome to the NBA, JT Thor. Just a phenomenal play. Like he mentioned when you talked to him, just how it kind of came together with that backdoor cut and then just able to just fire it down over Drummond. It's awesome stuff. And it just goes to show that you need to be ready at any moment, especially in the NBA. He was certainly not too big for the moment and able to have a really memorable first bucket. So, you know, I think that's why a lot of the fan base and a lot of us are just so excited to see what JT Thor has for the future. In terms of that future, looking at some of the numbers here, we know he's a pretty good three-point shooter from watching him in practice and warm-ups and all the, the times we see him in non-game situations. In-game situation, there's some room to grow, quite frankly. In the G League, he was a 30% three-point shooter. In NBA action, and again, he had very limited time. Oftentimes, he was coming in off the bench for the last minutes of a contest after sitting the first 46 or 47 of it. That's not an easy situation to come in and say, hey, go one for one today. But he only shot 25% from three. You compare that with Jalen McDaniel's rookie season, similar number of minutes, similar situation going between the G League and the NBA level. Jalen shot 37% from three. So there is definitely some room to grow, but the youth of JT Thor, the physical gifts that he has, the athleticism that he has, it leads you to believe that he is going to find a role both on this Hornets team and in the NBA as a whole. It's just a matter of time. And I think the one area that I think there 
could have been more done last season is finding more time for some of these young players. The JT Thors, the James Book Knights in particular, once Thor established that he could play a little bit in terms of his role right now in the NBA and didn't need the full developmental season per se, it probably would have helped him out a little bit to get a few more minutes. Similarly for James Book Knight, unfortunately for both of them, the circumstances of where people were in terms of their health and readiness to play didn't always align with Thor and Book Knight's readiness to play. So that that's kind of bad luck for them, but certainly there is a lot of promise and potential for the future with all of the rookies from last season. And for Thor in particular, it's just a matter of is next year that opportunity that he gets into the rotation on a consistent basis. Yeah, and like I said in that first segment, I think it kind of goes back to just kind of being a logjam in the front court. I mean, you have P.J. Washington that played a lot of the four, but then he goes to that stretch five. Okay, but then maybe, you know, when Gordon Hayward is healthy at the three, Miles Bridges goes down to the four. There just wasn't really any room for him to kind of fit in. And when he did fit in, it was because of injuries or health and safety protocols, like I mentioned. So we talk about it all the time. Roughly a third of your roster turns over from year to year, season to season in the NBA. That's just the nature of it. I mean, players come and go. You got two-way guys that might end up on a different team. You might have to cut somebody just to make some room so you're under the luxury tax or something like that. I mean, there's a multitude of situations where the roster turns over. So maybe that something happens here in the offseason where JT Thor is able to get freed up at some point, whether it's at the four, at the five, we don't know. And of course, whenever we get that coaching news of who's going to lead the Hornets moving forward, might be a philosophy thing too as well. They might see JT Thor and see, wow, this kid's really athletic. We got to get him on the floor. We got to get him a couple more minutes. Maybe he can be that rim protector. Maybe he can stretch the floor a little bit and get some bigs out of the lane because he's a three-point shooting threat. Maybe he works on that three-point shot a little bit more and he's able to do something like that. So there's just so many ifs, ands, and buts at this point in time, but JT Thor has the pieces. He has the pieces there. Sometimes I sit back and I go, how the heck did this kid fall to the second round? Because he's just so athletically gifted. And I understand he's a little bit of a project, but he's just so young and so raw and has those just natural gifts ready to go. I don't know why anybody else would pass up on him. So I'm thankful the Hornets were able to snag him and Mitch Kupchak was able to get a really good deal there early in the second round. And the window of time that he has is important to keep in mind because as the saying goes, no one's more popular on a football team from the fan base perspective than the backup quarterback. In this case, JT Thor was often the name brought up when things were going a little sideways or when injuries would come up. Hey, why don't we see more of him? And it's important to keep in mind, he still has three years remaining potentially on his rookie deal. He's got a lot of runway to work with. And if you compare him to, say, Jalen McDaniels, who has a lot of similarities in terms of their build coming into the NBA, JT Thor came in younger than Jalen McDaniels, but again, tall, reasonably good three-point shooting, very athletic bigger player. McDaniels, first season, barely played. Second season, got into some games as injuries opened up opportunities but wasn't necessarily always part of the rotation. Third season really is when he was able to establish himself. So, as a fan of JT Thor, as a person and of his game, I'm a little hesitant to say he's someone who has to be in the rotation next year because I don't know that that's true. I think he will get opportunities over the course of an 82-game season where injuries and opportunities are going to flow, but is he going to be day one part of that eight- to nine-man rotation? I don't know. That is in part on him and in part on what the rest of the roster looks like. I do have a lot of confidence that by year three, just as Jalen McDaniels established himself, so too will JT Thor. And the important thing is, no matter what, is to just get minutes, whether that's in Charlotte or 
or in Greensboro, just keep developing. Just keep getting those minutes. Keep getting those reps, whether they're mental, whether they're physical. Obviously, you would like to have some more physical reps. And if that has to come in Greensboro, that's fine because we've seen time and time again this feeder system with that relationship with Greensboro being just an hour 15 up the road where if there's an off day with the big league club, Go up to Greensboro, get 15, 20 minutes of action in there. Just get a little bit of run just so you stay sharp. So again, like I said, whether it's at the big league club, whether it's in Greensboro, he just needs to keep developing because he might be able to force someone's hand moving forward, making that jump from season one to season two, or like you mentioned, season two to season three. So again, I'm just super excited for JT Thor because he's just so young and we we don't know what that potential is going to be. Because like you mentioned, if he gets to year three and he makes that huge leap, that puts him at only what, 21, 22 years old. So I mean, still a little bit younger than everybody else not everybody's going to be Lamelo ball the third overall pick and you know winning rookie of the year at such a young age it's going to take some time for some guys i just think it's going to be that natural progression moving forward and no matter what that first bucket it's going to be in our memory banks forever that slam on top of drummond mjolnir coming out for thor the god of thunder it was a moment that was one of the moments of the 21 22 season that's going to do it for this edition of the hhc we will continue our run through the roster next up up in the on-deck circle is going to be Kai Jones. Of course, we are awaiting coaching decisions, so there is, of course, an opportunity for the team to make its decision between now, when you're listening to this podcast, and our next scheduled release on Tuesday. If news breaks, we will, of course, cover it for you in depth, and then once we pick up our player profile series, we will be talking about Kai Jones, as well as with the first-round pick from last year's draft out of Texas. Rob Longo, thank you as always. Thanks for having me as always. And give me a couple days off. I'm not chained to the desk quite yet. You get the time off for summer, but uh, Summer League's just around the corner. The draft, a lot of exciting times for Hornets fans, to say the least. Thanks again to Rob Longo. Thanks to JT Thor for joining us here today. And thanks most of all to all of you for tuning in. For everyone here, I'm Sam Farber saying it's been a pleasure and a privilege having you along. We'll talk to you next time right here on the Hornets Hivecast. Thank you for listening to the Hornets Hivecast brought to you by Senta, the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. For more coverage, visit hornets.com.